right, all right, and welcome, welcome everybody. Ken Course here. Find your momentum. Findyourmomentumradio.com. And you'll notice that things are changing around here. That's actually the topic of today's episode, is to talk about change and to talk about how we receive change, how I receive change. Actually, I have a lot to talk about this week. And you probably noticed that things are a little bit different around here. Um, as of last week, I did end my relationship with Money1055. And I just want to extend a really sincere thank you to the team over there, to Steve and Lisa and everybody at Money1055 who supported us. And you know, part of that is the transition I'm going to be speaking to a little bit today. And as always, want you to Give your feedback, ask your questions, inform future episodes of the show, which will still be every Tuesday here at findyourmomentumradio.com. And as always, check the updates. You probably found out about this from one of my social sites, but facebook.com slash kencourse, twitter.com slash kencourse, and then facebook.com slash explore momentum. And lots going on, as I mentioned, and in the face of transition. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was, you know, where do we as people, and and one of the things I've done over the years as a coach, as a trainer, is really guide people through issues where they're really in big transition, whether it's in their professional life, whether it's in their business, whether it's in their careers, whether it's in, you know, I've had people of marriage issues, business partnership issues, anything imaginable that you'd run into. And one of the mantras I've kind of established over the years of doing work both on myself and doing work with other people is, you know, really, it isn't necessarily about what you do in your life. And most of us assign our value and assign who we are in many ways to what we do in our life. But it's not just what we do. It's who we are while we're doing it. And it's who we become as a result of the choices that we make. And, you know, for me, I like to refer to this as the language of the choice or life of choice, or just the idea that, you know, there are really two ways to live life. And there are really only two states of being. And, you know, a lot of this was taught to, to me by great mentors that I had in the Pathways community and people that I know that I've known for years, you know, mentors and coaches, people like Will, people like Carol and Catherine, you know, just amazing people who, who brought these lessons back to my attention again. Again, that both made me a better person as well as made me a better coach. And in reality, we're all choosing every day. And we're, you know, it's like those that old Rush song when you talk about if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And the truth is, is that all of us are choosing every day. We're choosing between a life of choice or we're choosing between a reactive life. We're choosing between responding directly to what happens to us. And, you know, online the other day, I saw a really interesting image that somebody had posted that said, you know, reality is, is that, you know, we do have a lot of choice. We have a lot of choice about who we are. We have a lot of choice about what we do. And we have a lot of choice about, you know, what directions we go. But, in the interim, in what's happening in the day-to-day, there isn't a whole lot of choice. There, there aren't a lot of choices that we get to make. The only choice that we have is we get to choose whether or not we're holding ourselves and whether or not we're choosing our actions and our reactions, or whether we're just reacting simply to the stimuli and to the things that are happening around us. And, you know, in the midst of transition, which for me has been pretty wholesale transition, not just of the radio show, but transition in my professional life, transition in my business, transition in my relationships, you know, just just so much going on in my own life. 
I'm constantly and consistently having to make that choice. I'm having to choose whether or not, you know, I'm going to stick to my guns, I'm going to stick to my vision, I'm going to stick to who I am and what I want, or I'm going to go into reactive mode and react to what other people are saying, what other people are doing. And, you know, those are the choices that I think paralyze a lot of people. And I notice this more and more, you know, on the coaching sessions I've done over the past few months is how those choices are paralyze us. But the truth is, the only thing that can really paralyze us, that can really get us stuck, that can really put us in a position where we can't get out of it is our reaction to ourself and our relationship to ourself, what the voices in our head are saying, what the gremlins, you'll hear some people call them. It doesn't matter what you call them, but the truth is, is that's what it's all boiling down to. And so for everybody, and, and this is always what I would do on my first coaching sessions with anybody that I worked with, is I wanted to paint a clear definition of success. I wanted to be able to say, what is it that you would say makes you successful? Or what is it that you would say is the goal here? And and then from that place, we start digging into vision. And we'll talk about that paradigm um, as we've talked about in previous episodes when I on our episode Vision Quest that we talked about before. I really broke this down into a, into a model that I want to revisit a little bit more here. Because the only person that gets to define your success is you. And then the world chooses to live that life of choice or chooses to live that reactive life. And I'm not a big person that's big on the positive or negative thing. I know a lot of people get really drawn into that conversation about positive or negative. You got to cut out all the negative from your life. You got to cut all the negative people. And while I agree, you don't want to be in an unhealthy environment for yourself and you don't want to be surrounded by naysayers and you want to be around people who are focused on similar things and similar goals and that type of thing. The truth is, is that it isn't just about positive or negative. In fact, a lot of our choices in life are informed by what happens to us during the times that we might define as negative times during the times that we might define as challenging. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a life of choice or you're in a reactive life. But the truth is, is that it's impossible to cut all the negative out of your life. It's impossible to cut pain out of your life. It's impossible to cut out things that don't work for you. Because sometimes there are things in life you don't necessarily have the ability to change. It brings me back to that graphic I was talking about when it says, you know what, you don't always get the choice. You don't always get the choice. All you get to choose is how you react and you get to choose how you move forward. And you get to ask, how does this serve me in the long term? You get to say, how does this serve me? How does this serve my life? How does this serve the choices that I make? And so for me, as I mentioned, we start in a coaching session and I'm looking at the definition of success. I'm saying, you know, first of all, you're the one that gets to define what success is to you. You're the one that gets to set the goals. You're the one that's setting the bar. And then, you know, my job, which I'm going to define a little more clearly as we go deeper into this episode, is really to hold you to that and then help you see the possibilities. But the truth is, is that once I've got your goal and once I've got your measurement of of what success means because success is simply the measurement of your vision and goals. That's all it is. So if you're successful, it means that you set a goal and you stuck to it and you hit that measurement or you didn't. And whether you hit it or you don't hit it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a positive or a negative life. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you have a good or a bad life. All it means is that in that measurement, in the measurement that you chose, which is your definition of success, you either hit it or you don't. And then you have the option to go back into the life. You look at your life as a whole and you say, am I in a life where I'm choosing or am I in a life where I'm reacting? 
to what's happening to me? Am I in a life where really I have to ask myself, am I staying true to what it is that I want at my core, at vision? And so in the Vision Quest episode, I introduced this paradigm, this way of thinking that I like to describe, which is, you know, everything starts with vision. Everything comes with vision. If you didn't listen to that episode, I'd highly recommend you go back and I'll revisit some of the concepts today. But for all things come from vision and the philosophy behind Explore Momentum and what we created there was really based on vision, on life vision for myself, which my vision is to serve other people, is to be an agent of change, is to be a person that really transforms lives and transforms communities. Because I know the impact of what it is to change a life and what it is to change people's thoughts and change the way that they act. And so then from our vision, all goals are set. All of our goals must come from vision. They must come from that place of whatever our purpose is and whatever our truest meaning is of who we are. And the goals, again, are ways that we can start to measure it and ways that we can start to create it. And then we go into strategies and tactics, which I'm going to revisit after our first break here. So we're going to go into a quick break. And again, how do you interact with the show? Find your momentumradio.com, facebook.com slash explore momentum. Facebook.com slash Ken Course, Twitter.com slash Ken Course, LinkedIn.com slash in slash Ken Course. We're social everywhere. And we'll be right back. Ken Course here to talk about your momentum now.com. That's yourmomentumnow.com. And what do you do there? Well, actually, you get access to the best and the brightest, the best mentors, the best coaches who are there to train you completely free. My partners and my friends at Strongbrook have put together this amazing platform. You can access it on the web. You can access it wherever you like. And what you do is you get over there, you sign up totally free, no obligation, yourmomentumnow.com, and you get access to the best and brightest, people that will teach you sales, people that will teach you marketing, people that will teach you leadership, and all sorts of topics from parenting to, you know, to family issues, to health and fitness, all sorts of things, and you get access to it totally free. So when you go over there and you download the app in your Android or your iOS system or on the web, you get the app, you do all those things, and then you get access to daily inspiration, daily education, and you get to learn from the best mentors, the best people in the business long term, and that's what you get totally free. No obligation. Go check it out. Will you? YourMomentumNow.com. All righty, righty. Ken Course back here. Find your momentum radio.com, Facebook.com slash explore momentum, Twitter.com slash Ken Course. And we'll be getting our phone number back here in another show or two, and I'll be deciding on a platform where I want to take this bad boy live again. It's probably looking like Google Hangouts or something like that. You know how it goes. There are actually so many platforms you can take these things, whether it's podcast or live radio or any of those things, and who knows? When I am through with my life transition here, we may find a new radio home. And again, I do want to announce, I announced at the beginning of the show, but if you're just getting to, if you're just starting this and you're some reason playing it 11 minutes in, then you're just finding out that I did uh, sever the relationship this week with Money 105.5. 
And yet, I want to keep this thing going. It's been a great inspiration to get your feedback, to hear what you have to say about the show, to hear what you're gaining from the show. And it also keeps me sharp in my business and what I do, because for me, you know, it's a big point to make sure that I'm constantly checking in, touching base, getting to know all of you out there and being in service. That's really what it's all about. And that's what I'm about with Explore Momentum is to make sure that you're making those choices. And today I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, And we've been hearkening back also to an episode called Vision Quest that we did a few weeks back um, on findyourmomentumradio.com where you can get this and every episode of the show there. And so we've been talking about life of choice. And so in our first segment, we talked about the life of choice and we talked about the reactive life, the choices that you have. And so we're revisiting the paradigm shift and we're revisiting how things get set. And so again, all things in life start with vision. They start with what's true to you. They start with your purpose. They start with who you are, who you're going to be and the things that you are at your core. And I've heard this referred to as many different things. I like the word vision and that's the word that I would use when I'm describing it. You can use whatever word you want. Purpose, any of those things, doesn't matter. I just want you to have a word for it. And so if you don't, vision's the word you're going to use. And then from that place, we start to develop goals. So once we're clear on the vision, so if you're not clear on the vision, that's where you're starting this whole journey. You got to start somewhere and vision is a great place to start. And then from that point, what you're doing is you're setting goals that are based on that vision, that are from that vision. They're not goals that come into Independently. And this doesn't mean in your life that you can't have goals that aren't related to your vision. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the truth of it is, is that goals that come from vision are so much more powerful and purposeful in your life and in what they can create that they'll make a huge difference in who you are. And they'll make a huge difference in your commitment to those goals. Because whether or not you reach goals really comes down to commitment and behavior. Most people think that it comes down to skills, what you know. And actually, it isn't what you know. I said this in our first segment too. It's not what you know. It's who you are while you're doing whatever it is that you do. It's who you are in relationship to those goals. Then from that place, which is where we broke in our last segment, we started to boil down into strategies. And so at that point, you got to have strategies to reach your goals. So you got to have the high end, the benchmarks, the things that you're going to be watching for. And strategies aren't necessarily, again, the actions, because I would refine the actions down to the next step, which is tactics. So it goes vision, goals, strategies, and then tactics. So you got the goal, which is the measurement, and success would be the measurement of whether you hit that goal or not. And then strategies would say, you know, what are the big things that you're going to do to reach the goal? The big actions, the things you're going to be watching for, the ways you're going to measure this thing. And then tactics are going to be the specific day-to-day, what are you going to do? What are the action steps to get there? And then we have to start looking at our behavior. Because to me, I use this quote, and whenever I'm on stage or speaking on it or here on Find Your Momentum Radio, I normally start talking then about typical reactions to when we put ourselves in a situation where we're really stretched. And so stress, anxiety, fear, all of those things that show up when we've set a big goal or we're connected to our vision or all of those things are simply a sign that you have a choice point. And the question you have to start asking yourself then, and why I presented what I presented at the beginning, the life of choice versus the reactive life, is to say, now you have a choice. Whenever you're feeling discomfort, when you're feeling that stress, when you're feeling that anxiety, when you're feeling that fear, typically that's your your soul, your body, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, relating to you that it's time to make a choice, that it's really time right now, wherever you are, to stop 
And most people at this point would, would, you know, either react to the stress and fear and shut themselves down, or they'd boldly charge ahead. I'm exactly that person. I'm the person that when the stress shows up, I boldly charge at it. I run, I run at the stress. And it doesn't matter what you do. At that point, what you should be doing is stopping and looking within yourself and asking yourself, what are the options I have here? What are the choices that I have? What, what could I be doing differently? Or how could I be looking at this differently to say, who am I going to be in relationship to these things? And so stress, anxiety, and fear are all your friends. They're all things that are notifying you that here you are at the precipice of something that might be bigger than you, that might be something that you need, that might be anything that's no notifying you of now is the time to make a choice. And a great book, I've referenced this on the show before, my good friend Randy Tate referred this book to me, and I want to dig into it here because when we talk about choice points and when we talk about how we think, which is key, there's a phenomenal book by a guy named Chalmers Brothers that Randy introduced me to that's called Language and the Pursuit of Happiness. So if you haven't picked up that book, highly recommend you get that. In fact, I'll post it in the show notes today. Uh, Pick up that book on Kindle, Language and the Pursuit of Happiness, because in the book, there's this theory that's presented that I think is truly key. Now, it's not the only theory. This is what I want to be key about. But language, as it's presented in the book, is really the key to who we are. It's, it's, you know, they, they define it in the book as the ocean in which we all swim. Language is the melody of our thoughts. It is the construct in which we review and understand our reality. Now, that said, there are lots of things, and I'll talk about this on future episodes, that language isn't always the only way to get into yourself, the only way you know to get into your psychology, the only way to get into what to how you think. But the truth is, is it's the key because language is is the you know how our thoughts are interpreted. Language is how our relationships are interpreted. And so lots of ways to think when choice points appear, when we need to make choices in our life. And so this is why mentoring, coaching, partnership, accountability, the outside perspective becomes so important, the perspective that exists outside of our thoughts. Now, the truth is, and you'll hear this in a lot of workshops and a lot of personal development training, the truth is, is that really there is no interpretation other than our own. You know, our brain is simply doing the work for itself. Our thoughts are simply doing the work for itself. That said, the introduction of new perspectives and the receptivity to those perspectives is what's key here. And so I love this quadrant that's introduced in Language and the Pursuit of Happiness that talks about thoughts and language and how it's associated with them. So in the quadrant, which again, you can read Language and the Pursuit of Happiness, Chalmers Brothers, there's four different paradigms that are going on at any given time in any conversation and any choice and anything that's happening in life. The first being things that I know that others others don't. And you might use the word you, doesn't matter. Things you know that others don't. So what's going on in your head? The voice in your head, the thoughts in your head, your reactions to what's happening, those types of things are key. So the things that you know that others don't. But that's just one layer. That's just one layer of what's going on. And in fact, a lot of us think that's the most important layer, but it may not necessarily be the most important layer. There's actually three other perspectives that we can look at in any conversation or in anything we do. So things I know that others don't. Then there's things that others know that I don't or things that others perceive that I don't. So then we have what's going on in the other person's head when we're having a conversation. And again, it doesn't matter whether it's a mentor, a coach, a partner, accountability partner, feedback person, family, relationship. It doesn't matter what it is. There's things that other people know and things that other people see that I don't. And so the willingness 
to be open to new perspectives and the willingness to understand that there is a whole world that's going on, actually three more perspectives we're going to get to, or two more perspectives after this one that we're going to get to, that really allow us to expand how we think and expand how we talk and expand who we are. So things that others know that I don't. Then, of course, there's the shared intelligence. There's shared what's going on. So things that both of us know is the third thing that's going on in the conversation. So things that are agreed upon, things that are you know shared understanding, whatever it is you want to call it, the, or you could just refer to that as a conversation itself. What's happening in the conversation itself? So the things that both of us know. And then there's finally the fourth level, which I've seen this referred to in many different ways or defined many different ways. And then a lot of times, this is another perspective that when you can start to gain access to it, however you get access to it, can be really transformational for you and for your life. And that's the things that neither of the people are aware of or the things that are kind of in the ether. You might call this the unconscious or the subconscious or whatever, things neither of the people in relationship are aware of. So, you know, I've heard that referred to again as third level listening, what's happening around the words, what's happening around the conversation, what's happening around the thoughts and the language. So, you know, you might refer to that again as the outside perspective, whatever it is, there are always those four things that are going on in any conversation or at any choice point that's happening. And if you're choosing to just make choices alone, this is something that people will do often. If you if you retreat into yourself, and this doesn't mean don't trust yourself. It doesn't mean never do this. It doesn't mean don't decide what to have for dinner. You know What it does mean, though, is that you're restricting yourself from different perspectives or different avenues of language and thought when you're only making choices alone. So you're only accessing one of those things, the things you know that others don't. And there are access to those three levels that exist outside of that and things that happen when you're in relationship and when you're in conversation or dialogue with other people. So you're restricting the access to the things that other people know, the things that can be found in a shared relationship, and the things that neither people are neither of you are aware of are the things that show up in a conversation that are outside of the thoughts and outside of the language and outside of the words the unconscious mind and so for a lot of people again you want to respect that quadrant because at the choice points and the way that your brain works the way that your brain is wired is really to look at the one perspective and assume it is the best perspective, the only perspective. And in reality, that's a survival mechanism. It's not a choice mechanism. It's what's keeping you safe. It's what's keeping you in a particular place. It's what's keeping you with what you know, with what's familiar, all of those things. So you've got to keep that quadrant in mind. In fact, I think of it all the time whenever I'm in the face of big choices. And trust me, these big choices that I've made in my life recently were never made alone. They were made with the, with the conversation with coaches, with mentors, with outside perspectives, taking on a lot of things, assimilating information, discovering new things about myself and new things about those people before I ever made the leaps. Because I know that what other people know and, and what happens in relationships with not only other people, but lots of different types of people is what can really make the difference in whether or not I should make choices or not. And so again, that's what we do here on findyourmomentumradio.com is talk about the language of choice, live the life of choice, live a life of success. We want you to all be really successful in what it is that you do. And again, I am Ken Course, your host, findyourmomentumradio.com. Facebook.com slash Explore Momentum, Facebook.com slash Ken Course, Twitter.com slash Ken Course, LinkedIn.com slash Ken Course. I'm everywhere. Join me, won't you? And we'll be right back for our third segment after this. 
right, Ken Kors here to talk about YourMomentumNow.com. And I know if you're listening to the show and you've listened to the fabulous shows that were on Money 105.5 when we were there and you want to get educated, that means you want to get educated by the best. It means you want to meet the people who know what they're talking about, who have the experience, who have the skills, who have the know-how, who have the language that you want to speak, whatever it is that they've got. You want to make sure that you're tapping into it. And the way you can do that completely free is YourMomentumNow.com. So what you do, you sign up at the site totally free, you get access on the web, or you can download one of the mobile apps on Android or iOS. You download those apps and then you have access to daily information, daily inspiration, daily education from mentors, people who've been doing this for many, many years. And if you combine all of the mentors and experts that are on the YourMomentumNow.com platform and you look at all of them, you have you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of expertise in personal, professional, and business development, which I know, again, a lot of you are looking for. You're looking for information from the best. And the way that you go and get that, totally free, no obligation, is yourmomentumnow.com. Sign up today, will you? course back with your final segment not final segment third segment here on findyourmomentumradio.com see that's what happens when you're producing your own show now which i did this for many years and producer Lindsay shakes her head at me she's also helping i'm going to teach her the tech side of this or we're going to get another radio station to do this for us doesn't matter we're going to get it from somewhere here on findyourmomentumradio.com. And again, if for some reason you're weird and you started this podcast at 26 minutes into the podcast, I did mention that we have separated from Money 105.5. And again, thank you to the great team, Lisa, Steve, all the people over there that were so helpful to us. And again, with big transitions comes big changes. But that doesn't mean that Find Your Momentum Radio com is going anywhere and you still get access to this and all episodes and replays of the show there and again we want you to interact with us facebook.com slash explore momentum facebook.com slash ken course twitter.com slash ken course check in with us there and let us know what's going on in your business in your life in your relationships where do you need that next step where do you need to make that next decision where are your choice points and again today we're talking about the language and the life of choice which is truly the question is are you living a life where you're behind the in the driver's seat and you're making the decisions and you're living a life of choice or are you choosing a reactive life a life where you're responding to what happens outside and again i mentioned earlier in the show which is such a key point to me is that a lot of people again are responding to what's happening outside them and they don't realize how reactive it actually is and they don't realize you know again we have the choices that we have we have the vision that we have but in general through most of our daily life we're simply Simply choosing how to respond. We're choosing how to be in relationship. We're choosing how to be with each other. And for a lot of people, that's the key is to say, what are the sum totals of our relationships? How are they impacting who we are and how we're showing up in our life? And I want to talk about key relationships here. I want to talk about key relationships in the fact that I spend a lot of time on the show talking about mentors, coaches, accountability partners, you know, the other relationships in your life. And in reality, no matter who you are, whether you're a multi-multi-billionaire 
or whether you're someone that's just getting started in a business, you have a job right now or wherever you are in your life right now, and you want to be able to say at this point, all right, you know, I want to choose something different or my definition of success has shifted. I want to live a life that's more about choice and more about what I'm doing. So first, you got to analyze the language of thoughts and the language that exists all around us, our communication patterns. And so in our last segment, I reviewed The Quadrant from Language and the Pursuit of Happiness, a great book by Chalmers Brothers that really talked about what's happening in our thoughts, what's happening in our brains as it pertains specifically to language. And I'm ta- I'm speaking specifically about language because again, your brain and your thought patterns exist in language. It's how it works. But then our lives and our success and our goals, and I would largely say most of our visions, this is not everyone's vision, but there are very few people that I've met that have you know singular visions that are only related to themselves and their goals and their accomplishments. Everybody in what they do measures themselves often by the relationships that they have in their life. They're looking at themselves through the paradigm of relationships. And success generally comes from having powerful relationships as well as leveraging those powerful relationships. It's not enough just to have them, but it's a key to also leverage them and understand what levels of relationships you need to have in your life. So friends, family, all of those things are kind of givens. Like you want to have some devotion to the personal side of your life. And in our final segment today, which is not this segment, it's the next segment, which I screwed up at the beginning. But when we move into our final segment today, I'm going to talk about eight slices of life. And I want to take it further once we talk about these relationships and how to leverage them. But let's talk about key relationships. So first of all, let's talk about the mentor. And I'm going to provide some really clear definitions. And you can use these definitions. I've heard different ones. Many different people, coaches, trainers will give you different definitions. That's all well and good. These are mine. And so these are another way for those of you that haven't clearly defined these things or thought about them a lot to think about these core relationships. So the first is a mentor. A mentor is someone who has what you want. There's someone who's done what you've wanted to do already. They have the experience. So they have the experience, they have the know-how, they've been there, they've done it. So when you're choosing mentors, you got to be really selective. Because first of all, again, if we go through that paradigm, that scale of vision and goals, a mentor is somebody that already has moved beyond into a larger vision. And again, you know, measuring vision can be a tough thing, but they've already moved on into a different vision. We'll say that. Or, and, and, and they've accomplished the goals that you want to accomplish already. Whether they're business goals, personal goals, spiritual goals, doesn't matter what they are. They've been there. They've done that. They have the stories to tell. They have the experience. They have the knowledge that comes from the practical execution of what we're talking about. Not simply the theory, not simply the education. Now, those things are important too. And I'm gonna talk about those in key relationships coming up. So mentors are different than other relationships in that you're having conversations whereas you know the mentor is often having conversations with themselves in the past. They probably have experienced what you're experienced what you're experiencing. They probably know what you're going through. They probably have an idea of what your life looks like at the time. And they don't know all the specifics. They don't know all those things to begin with, but they have an idea because they know how to get there and they can provide you with their clear roadmap. Now, no two people really walk the same path. Two people can certainly implement the same system. They can create the same system. They can do the same tactics. But again, for all of us, the way our visions and our goals operate is they're always going to be a little bit different. They're 
they're not going to be exactly the same. So in this case, you got to be saying, what are the differentiators? And in the mentor relationship, the mentor, again, is going to be guiding you down their specific experience. And, and from times, they'll shift roles. Mentors can often shift between roles. But for mentors, again, it's super critical to be saying, who's been there? Who's done this? Who knows? Who has the story? Who has the relationships? Who can talk about these things with me so that I can get really clear about where I'm going and where I'm headed? Then the next key relationship is a coach. Now, a coach is a totally different thing, and a lot of people get into coaching relationships with unrealistic expectations or unaligned expectations because a coach is not necessarily a mentor. A mentor oftentimes, you know, especially if you're going to pay for that mentor, is going to cost you a decent amount of money. They're, they're already on to the next thing. They, already, they know the story. They've been on with that. Now, a coach isn't necessarily a mentor. They can function as a mentor from time to time, but a coach is someone that helps you see new possibilities, new opportunities, new things, and new perspectives that you wouldn't have been able to see without them. So a lot of times as a coach, I'll simplify that even further. When I work with a client or when I work with someone directly, I know that someone is setting a goal or they're bringing me a challenge, one or the other. You, you look for coaching when you're trying to get better at something or when you're trying to improve something. You want to create a different result. And so a lot of times people will come to me, and of course in a coaching relationship, we're looking for that first step of what is the first step of defining success, connecting with vision, and then saying, all right. And so a lot of people, again, will come into that coaching relationship with no idea of how they're going to accomplish whatever it is they were trying to set out to accomplish. They're going to do something totally different, or they don't have any idea. They just say, I want this amount of money, or I want this relationship, or I want this business, or I want this career. It doesn't matter. And the coach's job is to provide as many possibilities and as many opportunities as they can and encourage you, encourage the person to make a choice. And so you might come in with zero options and leave with five. And then if you choose option six, which is some new option that even the coach wasn't aware of, that's fine too. But the coach's job, again, is to stretch you, improve you, and to constantly be looking at possibility and to be looking at the perspective a few steps ahead of where you are right now. Mentors can do that in some ways, but again, the mentor's story is different. So a coach, again, their job is to constantly and continually expand you and expand your possibilities, expand your perspective expand what's available to you. Then let's talk partners, especially accountability partners. So an accountability partner, very, very simply, is someone who takes on your goals and your measurement of success as if it was their own. They're not someone that just has a, you know, a, a casual interest in what you're doing. They're not just the casual friend or the casual observer or the person that kind of tunes in and then tunes out and goes back to their life. The accountability partner, when you guys, when you enter that relationship with them, is saying, your goal is so important to me that if you're not hitting your goal or we're not working well in relationship or we're not expanding each other, you know, that person's going to get in their car, they're going to drive over to your house, they're going to knock on the door, and they're going to say, what's going on? You know, the accountability partner relationship is so critical for most people in that, you know, you want to be taking those things on. And you can do this multiple ways. You can do it one-on-one. -on -one, you can do it in mastermind groups. You can do it in a variety of different ways. But the key factor being that that group, those people, take it on as if it were their own goal. And you're doing the same for your partner. So if your partner isn't hitting their goals, they're not measuring up, they're not doing what they said they were going to do at that point, then you got to expand that relationship and be willing to say something and say, hey, 
you know what, we got to get back to that place. We got to make sure that we're in the position where we're accountable to each other and we're really holding each other in those goals. So in anything you do and on your team of people, when you're assembling your community, when you're putting your people around you, you want to make sure you have a little bit of all of those things. You want to have a mentor. You want to have a coach. You want to have accountability partners. And then you want to have your personal relationships, the relationships that don't bleed into what you're doing in those regards. You don't want to have everything in your life become about the all-consuming goal. And there are times in your life where that's certainly appropriate when you're out to push over a big hump, when you're pushing over those things. But at the same time, you you certainly will have relationships that exist outside of those paradigms. So mentors, coaches, partners, and accountability partners, and then the relationships that sit outside. Maintaining those boundaries, creating those relationships is super key. And again, relationships are the measurement of success. What we talk about here on findyourmomentumradio.com. I'm your host, Ken Kors, here with you every Tuesday on findyourmomentumradio.com, facebook.com slash exploremomentum, facebook.com slash kenkors, twitter.com slash kenkors, linkedin.com slash kenkors, lots of places. Get social with me, people. Findyourmomentumradio.com. We'll be right back. Ken Course here to talk to you about ExploreMomentum.com. And momentum is everything in life and in business, particularly in business, because once you make one choice, once you make one defining piece, it sets into force momentum. What happens is one change changes everything. One change can create a different result. One change can do different things for your business, for your life, for whatever it is that you want. And again, Explore Momentum is your team to help you fix your business, to help you create a new result, to help you create a better you. And so we do that through training, through workshops, through coaching, through the development of programs and services and ways for you you to become a better you, for you to get through those choice points, to make better choices, for you to generate more leads in your business, for you to create more sales, for you to just be all around better at what you do, set your goals, hit your targets, understand how they work. And again, that's what we do at Explore Momentum. And so what you do, again, with shows here like Find Your Momentum Radio, we have lots of training programs that you can check out, yourmomentumnow.com. But again, if you want to get into that relationship, you want to create a new result in your life, that's what you do. And that's how we help you, again, explore Momentum.com. Ken Course here. Your final segment for real this time. Not trying to trick you. Maybe I am. You never know. I'm shifty. That guy's shifty. That's what they say about me. I don't know who says that about me. I'm just making stuff up now. It's what I do here on this show. It's what I do on any show, really. I was trying to explain this. I was in a partner meeting the other day talking about my creative process, which, you know, I was working with someone that's really scripted and that scripts almost everything that they do. I couldn't imagine living like that. Like for me, I've got my little bullets, even when I do Find Your Momentum Radio. 
which you can find here at findyourmomentumradio.com. I'm doing it based off of little bullets. Like for me, I can't be that tightly scripted. I've got to have the creative freedom. And, you know, that's just the little rebel in me that exists that, you know, is out there saying shifty things. So maybe I just say that about myself. And we're talking about language and communication today on, on the show. And we're talking about what it really takes to live a life of choice and really understand the language of choice. So we spent a lot of time talking about paradigms today, talking about your vision, talking about your goals, talking about the way that language works and the way that thoughts and, and re- work and apply in relationships. And I'm saying that really simply, and apparently I can't stumble over that thought, but that's how it works. And so I want to really move into leadership perspective here because, you know what, leadership is a word that in some ways drives me a little nuts, you know, especially because it's it's overused, it's a saturated word, you know, and most people think again of leaderships in terms of a construct. They think of the idea of there's a leader and there are followers. You know, the leader is the one that's barking out the orders and the followers are the ones that execute that. And that's actually not what leadership is to me. And I don't think to most leaders that are really experienced in what they're doing, they don't look at leaderships that way. In fact, great leaders are great enrollers. Great leaders are people that are community builders. Great leaders are great relationship builders. And they're people, you know, the definition I want to give of it, which I've been, this has been like the definitions episode, 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 that's the definitions episode. So the definitions episode, you know, but what's interesting about it is leadership is having the vision to see the multiple choices and the potential outcomes and the multiple decisions ahead and making decisions anyway. And then those decisions are made by leveraging key relationships, by leveraging key assets and understanding, again, that it isn't just about having followers or having people to execute what it is you do. And, you know, I gave that little mantra before. It's a key one to me that it's not just about what you do. It's about who you are while you do it. And so great leaders understand that fully and completely to say that whenever I try to do anything in my life, I'm I'm looking at it from a place of vision. I set the goals around it. All those, I go through that hierarchy of vision, goals, strategies, and tactics. So I understand each of those things and who's going to do each of those things. And I'm decisive. I'm someone that's willing to make decisions and live with them, whether good, bad, or indifferent. And the truth is, you're not going to succeed at everything you set out to do. Now, I know some of you listening to this might have had the aspiration of being perfect people. I'm certainly one of those people that has the aspiration of being a perfect person. But the truth is, is that as leaders, you have to live with the decisions, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever they are, you got to live with any of them. And so leadership is having that vision. It's having that ability to reconnect whether things work, whether things don't work, and understanding that, again, success is just, you know, one measurement of your goals. So is failure. Failure is just one measurement of your goals as well. And so failure, fear, anxiety, stress, all those things can be your friends because those mean that things are moving in you. That means that things are changing. That means there's opportunity for new choices. And there's opportunities for the same old choices too, which is what a lot of people do. You don't make the same old choices in those moments. And so for me, you know, one of the common tools you use in coaching, and a lot of you who are coaches that listen to this out there understand, you know, you've seen the wheel of life, the common wheel of life that you would see in coaching, where you're ranking yourself and you're rating yourself. And in a lot of ways, I have this philosophy, and it's part of what led me to create Explore Momentum and and led me to develop the Momentum model. Because the Momentum model, when it first started, for those of you that have known me a long time, 
time and listen to this. It was just a marketing model. It was a conversation model. It was a how do you develop anything once you learn about it. And what I started to realize is that momentum in and of itself, the one choice or the one thing that you did differently that changes everything, you know, really was a much larger model than just marketing. And so when I started looking at it, you know, with my with my partner, Carol, and I started looking at the model, I started saying, you know, I looked at the wheel of life and I said, it's not quite the way that I would talk about it. There's there's a different way that I would break it down and define it. And so when I talk about momentum compass, which is something we train about extensively in Explore Momentum, we're really looking at eight areas of your life. And I'm going to go through them for each of you because I would want you to do this exercise. If you haven't done it in a while, you should. So obviously the first is relationships. You want to be saying, you know, relationships truly are the measure of success in whatever you do. They really are. Whoever, you know, is really leveraging and tapping into their relationships has a difference. So it makes a difference in the world. You know, passions is the next one. Career or business, doesn't matter. You can pick your lane. Creativity or the creative life, health, family, and spirit. So relationships, passions, career, creativity or the creative life, health, family, and spirit. So in each one of those areas, you want to be giving yourself a score. If you were to draw it into a nice little pie, draw a circle and slice it into those eight areas and then rank yourself on a scale of one to 10 and just look at where you are right now. Now, here's how most people approach change. And again, this isn't necessarily the life of choice. This is the reactive life. How most people approach change is they'll say, all right, when I score myself, I look at my score and I'll say in my health, my physical health, that I'm ranking about a two right now. I'm ranking a three. I'm not doing so hot in my health. So the compass spins. And we now chase after it in the area of health. It's become a problem, and now we have to chase after health and make health better. And so what happens is, is we spend the time, we execute, we do what we do, especially as successful people. We do what we do, and we raise that score from a 2 to an 8. But then what starts to happen is because we're reactive, the other areas of our life start to fall down. So when we're focused on bringing our health from a 2 to an 8, our relationships fall down because we're so focused on our health that we can't get to the next place. So then our relationships go from an eight to a two. And then the compass points that way saying, oh, my relationships are off. And I go chase after relationships for a while. I follow the compass and I chase after it that way. And then, you know, creativity starts to fall down. So then I chase after creativity. And that's how most people live their lives. Most people live that reactive kind of life and their compass points in a direction and they run after it. Or sometimes it takes a while. They notice the compass moving slowly in that direction. It doesn't always happen in a day or it doesn't always happen immediately, but it happens eventually. And you start to go, man, something's got to change. And then the rest of the areas start to suffer. The rest of the areas start to fall down. Now, I'm not a big person that uses the word balanced life, although all lives require some balance between these eight factors. But the truth is, is that the way to create transformation in this life of choice is to follow what I call the momentum compass. The idea of saying that actually we're in control of what way we go and what directions we choose. And beyond that, we have choice about how we choose to follow that compass and how far we choose to follow that compass going forward. So what I urge all of you to do that are listening to this and that wanna understand that is that you commit for the next 90 days to one of those areas. So your compass points in a direction and you say, great, it's pointing in the direction of health right now. And I've decided because of that, I'm gonna go hard in the direction of health. But what you're gonna learn throughout this and do differently is you're gonna start to apply intense focus and intense accountability to that area. So you're not just gonna do it alone. You're not just gonna say, great, I'm gonna set a goal. You're gonna do everything in accountable relationship, both with yourself 
as well as with an accountability partner in the structure we talked about before. If you do it in the structure we talked about before with a mentor, a coach, at least one of one of each of those, and an accountability partner, it's almost impossible to fail if you leverage your relationships that way because you've been with people who've been there. That said, you take it on that that truly and you start to apply a level of focus and a level of commitment and a level of accountability you wouldn't normally bring to those things. Now, when you're living in that life of choice and you're learning that structure and that discipline of accountability and that experience of truly holding to your goals, what happens is the rest of the areas don't fall down. Actually, what starts to happen is your practices in each one of those areas, your practices in what you're creating in that health practice, for example, of losing weight or, or paying attention to what you eat or those types of things, and those accountable relationships and what you're doing actually start to show up in each of those other areas, in your relationships, in your passions, in your career, your creative, all those things. When you're applying those that level of focus, accountability, and relationship to what you do, those are the big ones, focus, accountability, and relationship relationship, it will actually raise most of those areas and it will change your perspective because the truth is most of the time it isn't just about hitting the goal. It isn't just about being healthier. It isn't just about having a better career or business. It isn't just about that. It's about who you are while you do it. And it's about having those structures of focus, accountability, key relationships and leveraging them and making one decision and one commitment that is a true line in the sand that you will not budge from and knowing when to seek help in each one of these things is critical, when to be in relationship with each of those things. So focus, accountability, and relationship over the course of 90 days. For most people, most listening to this, it's that discipline that will make the difference. And using the tools and understanding that we just talked about in this episode of your language, of your vision, of how you structure your life and you adopt that life of choice because the life of choice doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. It doesn't just guarantee success, just doesn't guarantee who you are or any of that stuff. What it means is that once you've got the structure and the understanding, you now have choice. So if you've listened to this episode today, you understand now that you actually have choice. You have choice around whatever it is that you want to create. You have choice around whatever it is that you want to do in your life. And you can create momentum at any moment. It doesn't take massive sweeping change. Hitting your biggest vision doesn't require any of that. What it requires is for you to get that structure, to understand the language, to understand how it works. Focus, accountability, relationship. Live a life of choice out there, will you? And that's what we do here on findyourmomentumradio.com, findyourmomentumradio.com, facebook.com slash exploremomentum. Get in the conversation, download this and all episodes and replays. I am Ken Kors here with you every Tuesday. We will see you next week.